0: Cradle isn't just a piece of furniture for a baby. It's also defined as a place of origin or the earliest period of life. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Barti from the Carolina Outdoors, and we're going to talk a little bit about cradles on this segment, one cradle in particular. Cradle's definition fits perfectly into an iconic place of history right here in North Carolina. It was 125 years ago that Dr. Carl Shank. The chief forester for the Vanderbilt estate founded the Biltmore Forest School. It was the first forestry school in the United States. This place, near Brevard, North Carolina, is now called the Cradle of Forestry and commemorates the beginning of forest conservation in America. We're going to learn a little bit about that right now by bringing on Stephanie Bradley, Regional Education Manager. She's going to come on to the program to talk about this place called the Cradle of Forestry. Stephanie, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, Stephanie, take us back to the beginning. Take us back to Dr. Carl Shank and forestry or this uh, small, smaller science of forest conservation.
1: Yeah, it it kind of started with uh, George Vanderbilt. Um, He purchased the land in 1895, about 80,000 acres um, that stretched about 20 miles south um, from his Biltmore estate. Um, And he wanted to turn this area back into a forest. Um, So he originally hired actually Gifford Pinchot, um, who uh, made the first forest plan, and he was his first Forester, um, He left after about two or three years and hired um, Dr. Carl Alvin Shank, who started working on the forest and getting locals that were interested in what is this thing called forestry you're doing, and I hear it's happening in Europe, um, and wanted to apprentice. So um, Dr. Shank started uh, the first forestry school in America, um, the Biltmore Forest School, because of this demand to learn um what this um, basically science and art of managing a forest was all about.
0: Wow. So currently this 6,500 acre site, right in the smack dab in the middle, in the heart of the Blue Ridge Mountains, was established to preserve, develop, and make available uh, to this and future generations the birthplace of forestry and education in America And uh, with that being said, Stephanie, that's what's going on there now. Talk to us about the programs where this education continues uh, with forestry in the United States and beyond.
1: Yeah, so this area is preserved, and we talk about the history of forestry, um, how it started at the Biltmore Forest School, but then um, how we're continuing um, working on this forest, uh, we believe in that we can cut down trees and we can utilize the resources, but we can also preserve the forest at the same time. Um, we get school groups that come here um, across western North Carolina. Uh, we also do uh, tours for adults. Um, we have an exhibit hall and a short film that we show. Um, we get people from all over the U.S. that um, want to learn what forestry is all about and, um, and learn about how we're still actively studying the forest. We have a community science lab where we're asking people to collect data on our forest um, so we can learn about its health. And um, we're teaching kids about old Appalachian ways um, and also how to be hydrologists and ecologists and foresters
0: wow so we need to talk a little bit about this because part of these trails that you have there on the property enable us to walk back in time a bit and uh you and explore you have seven different buildings historical buildings from the time of the biltmore forest school and again 1898 to 1914 talk to us about those those old-time buildings there on the property
1: yeah so it's, it's basically like a outdoor walking museum It's on a paved trail that's about a mile long, um, and we get to see a recreation of the original schoolhouse that the students studied in, along with um, some historical buildings from the time. We have our ranger dwelling, which we call the King House, that's been here since um, 1882, and it has never moved. Um, We also have an old commissary store. shanks old office and um, some of the ranger housing that vanderbilt had built for his rangers to protect the land so some of them have been moved to this site Um, and you can walk the trail each building um, actually has an audio tour within it Um, you can also download the national forest explorer app and we have a um, audio tour you can download there as well
0: For our listeners to the Carolina Outdoors, no matter how you're listening to us, whether it be early on a Saturday morning via the airwaves of WBT Radio, possibly you're joining us via podcast, highlights of the Carolina Outdoors, or lastly over at jessebrowns.com. No matter how you're listening, you're listening to the voice of Stephanie Bradley, Regional Education Manager, and we're learning about the cradle of forestry. And Stephanie, take our listeners back in time a bit because this this bit of forestry conservation came at a time in our country where forests, the old-growth forests, were being taken out uh, for use as as fuel, as building supplies, and also there was a a, a blight going on. Uh, we had a huge uh, fraction of our trees, the American chestnut, that were uh, in decline and dying from the blight. So that's why when this school came about, it was it was so impactful because conservation of forest was new, but it was also very important because of the logging going on at the turn of the 20th century.
1: Yeah, there, there definitely had to um, be a plan put in place, a management plan, and we continue that legacy today. Every 10 years, we renew our uh, forest plan, um, but Basically, deciding um, what portions of the forest you were going to um, use for, for logging for, like those resources that you talked about, but what are we going to keep for wildlife habitat? Um, with so mm-hmm. much logging in the area, wildlife um, was gone. So, trying to bring that back, and now that this is a national forest, we also focus on recreation um, is a big factor. Um, that we can be able to enjoy this forest, but um, also keep it um, healthy for all of us to enjoy. Um, And national forests also take care of our water, our soil, and our air. Um, Lots of our um, local watersheds um, start up here in the forest, in in Pisgah National Forest, and they keep our water clean. So the students were definitely studying, um, not just how to grow and cut down trees, but um, how all the living and non-living elements come together and um, support each other.
0: Of course, learning can be fun and experiential education is a part of this conversation because interpretive and education is part of what you do there at the Cradle of Forestry from the beginning, but ever so important right now. Talk to us about some of the fun tours that you do throughout the year. Namely, I'll name a few of them anyway, the Firefly Twilight Tour I have definitely on my list, and uh, the photo tours that you have as well. Can you talk to us about who those are for and how we can participate?
1: Yeah, our our Blue Ghost Tours um, Mm -hmm. are all about this little firefly that doesn't happen in very many places. Um, They have this very subtle blue glow. Um, and they, they don't blink like other fireflies, and they tend to hang low to the ground because the females tend to be on the ground or up on leaves of plants. Um, so they want to advertise to them. Uh, what's nice about our site is that we have paved trails. Um, the fireflies live in the leaf litter, so we are able to walk on the paved trails and not stomp all over their habitat. Um, is for people that want to have an experience out in the forest. Not many of us go out into the forest in the darkness. Um, that's why most of us have missed these fireflies before. Right. Um, so we can offer a guided tour um, that feels a, a bit more safe for people that are a little scared to go out there on their own. And also if you want to conserve um, the little critters, uh, we offer a nice way to do that and, and, not, and keep their habitat
0: And then from there, like uh, just following up with the Firefly Twilight Tour that goes on, um, you have the Blue Ghost Photo Tour that goes on. Will you give us a description of that?
1: Yeah, um, it's actually my husband that runs those. Um, He's into long exposure photography, and that's what you need to be able um, to see these Fireflies glowing. If you go on our website, the images that are on there are my husband's um, take-in during long exposure. Um, So he talks people through how to use their cameras and um, kind of the best positions to be and to catch these uh, beautiful fireflies. And um, we have the whole cradle to ourselves on those nights um, so we can kind of spread out and see them and enjoy them and then hopefully get some good photos of them.
0: Now, I know you have a lot of young people who come through there, but... I think you have these for kids of all ages. These aren't just for young people. These are for people like me as well.
1: Yes, all ages come, um, and they're welcome. And uh, we start the evening uh, with a story about blue ghost fireflies, and then you learn a little bit about their natural history and Um, some of their uh, conservation needs and then you get to walk the trail and kind of experience this magical natural phenomenon.
0: And you can learn more about it from going to the website gofindoutdoors.org including Stephanie Bradley's husband's uh, uh, photographs that are on there. Of course uh, that is that long exposure is the way they used to do it and uh, through that it, it looks different and has a clarity like no other. Mm-hmm again that's gofindoutdoors.org we're talking about the cradle of forestry here on the carolina outdoors we mentioned the paved trails that are there with the exhibits there's one thing that i haven't asked about and i'm very uh, curious about this i mentioned the the uh, logging that went on in the turn of the 20th century here in the carolinas uh, unregulated a lot of a lot of the old growth trees were were taken down and Part of what went on with Pisgah National Forest and the Cradle of Forestry has been the conservation since then, but talk to us a little bit about the steam train, the Climax steam train, and getting to ring that bell on the train.
1: Yeah, it's a a big hit with all ages, but especially um, our younger audience. Um, So it is a restored 1914 Climax locomotive um, steam engine. they can climb aboard, ring the bell, um, and we talk about how um, throughout the years um, people have been able to um, collect trees and get them out of the forest. Um, that was a lot harder before the mm-hmm. train came along. Um, and when the train came to the area, that was a lot more people were able to be employed and make money in this area. Uh, We also have the log loader car um, next to it, which would um, have a cable and a hook and be hooked to the tree and uh, bring it onto the car. They could also lift up um, train rails and uh, bring those on the log loader as well.
0: You can learn more about it at gofindoutdoors.org. We're talking the Cradle of Forestry. Better yet, you can head up to the Cradle of Forestry uh, Stephanie, how should we do this? Do we need to uh, sign up before we show up, or can we just show up, pay our entrance fee, and, and have it at the Cradle of Forestry?
1: You can. You can just show up. Uh, we are open 10 to 5 every day but Tuesdays, and if you have a federal pass like America the Beautiful, you get half-off admission
0: all right so adult admission that's 13 and older six dollars children are three dollars and again three dollars for federal pass holders Uh, and you can find all of that again at gofindoutdoors.org stephanie bradley is our guest here regional education manager talking about the cradle of forestry stephanie did i miss anything
1: well we have events year round Um, we're kind of Most well-known for our Forest Festival Day and um, Intercollegiate Woodsman's Meet, um, which is basically like a lumberjack competition that local schools uh, that have forestry programs will compete against each other. It's a really fun time Um, the public gets to come and watch, that's axe throwing, that's I, my favorite is Water Boiling. Um, Whoa.
0: <laughs> now, you have to describe Water Boiling because TJ's getting excited over here.
1: Well, it, it's teams put together, and they have to see how fast and with as few amount of matches as they can um, get water <laughs> up to a boiling point.
0: Oh, good. It had nothing to do with hot air then. It's all <laughs> about matches and how few that we can use.
1: Yep. Um, also, uh uh, the guests are able to use a crosscut saw to be able to um, saw their own wood cookie and get it stamped with um, our, our logo here at the Cradle of Forestry. It's a lot of fun.
0: Again, it's all under Programs and, and Events at the web, website. We'll also have it in our liner notes here on the podcast, Carolina Outdoors. Stephanie Bradley, thank you so much for your time to come on the program and talk about the Cradle of Forestry.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Off she goes and off we go. But just for a moment, we're going to come back on the other side and continue the conversation. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors.